Um, so the word today is titled The Grace to Fight After Illumination. The Grace to Fight After Illumination. And our scripture reading is from the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verses 32 to 36. We'll read it in uh, two a translation, and then we'll revisit the, uh, the, the King James Version just to reinforce it. I'll read it in the New King James Version. It says, but, the, but recall the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with suffering. Verse 33, partly while you were made a spectacle both by reproach and tribulation, and partly while you became companion with those companions, with those who were so treated. Verse 34, for you had compassion on me in my chains and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have a better and enduring possessions a possession for yourselves in heaven. Verse 35, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Verse 36, For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. The NIV reads as follows, Remember those earlier days after you have received the light. When you stood your ground in great contest in the face of suffering, sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult, and, uh, to insult and persecutions. At other times, you stood side by side with those who were, treated, who, who, who were so treated. Verse 34. You sympathized with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you, you yourselves had better and lasting possession. So do not throw away your confidence. It will richly reward, be rewarded. You need perseverance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what he has promised. May the Lord bless the reading of the word. So our main verse is verse 32. In the King James Version, it says, uh, as does, but call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions. So there, this, when, you know, when you read the scripture, there are times in our lives as Christians that seems confusing, you know. These are times when after receiving a powerful teaching from the word of God, just like we did during the word of explosion, then immediately we go into a period of greater attacks. You know, if what I just described is what you have gone through or you are going through right now, be encouraged. Be encouraged you are on the right track. You know, spiritual, a spiritual fight usually does not occur when you have been... Spiritual fight usually occurs when you have been specially illuminated to the plan of God in your life. It happens so, Bazala, that when you have received an assignment, a vision, a mission, when you of all of a sudden have discovered your spiritual gift, 
When God has given you a rhema word, an, an, aha, an aha moment of the word of God, where revelation has become clear that what follows is an attack. There's a pattern like that in the scriptures. You know, when we read Mark chapter 4, Jesus Christ gives us a parable of the sower. You know, and there in the parable of the sower, clearly it marks it. The fact that when people come and, and receive the word, the devil attacks them. You know, this is how Jesus Christ puts it in, 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 in verses, um, verses 17. He says, persecution and afflictions arose for the work's sake. For the word's sake. Persecution arose for the word's sake. So when you receive the word of God, just know that persecution is around the corner. No, it's not the word of God that brings it. It, it, it attracts it. I, I want you to understand it. It's not God who persecutes you. Yeah. But it is what God does that causes the devil to want to persecute you. So it might be that you are going through the trenches right now. God has given you a word. You are responding to his call. God has given you a word. He has given you an assignment. You say, I'm embracing that assignment. I want to say to you, what matters is hard. What matters is hard. Now, that which is not, that which is not, does not matter. No, it's easy. The devil will allow you as long as you play around. You can play around. But once God gives you a word, a word in season, the word that brings about transformation in your life, Hell break loose. It is a pattern that is there. But before we unpack this, let's go back and look at the background of the book of Hebrews, Bazalan. The book of, the book of Hebrews is it's in a different format as compared to the other epistles. You know, I was telling them in the morning service that for me, the book of Hebrews is like the book of John around the, the Gospels. When you look at the Gospels, they, they seem alike. You can pair them, the three of them. Matthew, Mark, Luke. You know. But when you come to the book of John, then all of a sudden it takes a different turn. Similar. Similarly to the, the, the book of uh, Hebrews. All the epistles follow a certain pattern. The, the author introduces themselves. I, Paul, a, a born servant of God. I, James, the brother of Jesus. I, you know, there's those introductions and it tells you whom to whom uh, it is written to, but not the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews goes more to the message. From chapter 1 onwards, it heads on. In the past, God used to speak to us. You know, this way, this way, this way. There's no salutations. All right? The other thing that sets it apart, just like the book of John, is that it speaks about the superiority of Jesus Christ. All right? And speaks about the, the deity of Jesus Christ. So here, Jesus Christ is compared. He is compared to the angels. He is compared to the prophets. He is compared to Moses. He is compared to the priests. And here, the emphasis is now all four of these categories cannot be compared to Jesus Christ. You cannot compare Jesus Christ with the prophets. There is no prophet who has laid his life 
whether in, in Hebrew, in African culture, or in Islam, or in Hindu, no one, none of them has laid their lives. Are you with me, Mazalan? So, so therefore, the writer of Hebrews is just elevating. He says, Jesus Christ is superior. And there should not be any contest. That is the general theme. But there are sub-themes that are there that we need to look at, which comes in the form of warnings. He therefore says, because Jesus Christ is superior, because Jesus Christ is, is God himself, he's the, he's the glory of God, he therefore says, the danger is that you should not neglect him. Watch out. Be, be the, be, be, watch out for this danger. The danger is that there's neglect sometimes. There's neglect. Secondly, is that there's the danger of unbelief. Because he is so wonderful. Because he's so highly esteemed. And yet he came in the form of man. There's unbelief. It's just a story. It's a makeup thing. You know, it's just a story. They're just narrating something that is not there. There is that unbelief that creeps in. Why? Because it, it is the miraculous that seems impossible. That's why it's called the miraculous. And therefore, Loruna, we don't tend not to believe all that is there about Jesus Christ. Who, how can man become God? He is fully man, he's fully God now. That unbelief creeps in. So therefore, we become, uh, we, become uh, uh, we need to become of that danger. Then the third thing is that we need to become aware of the danger of spiritual immaturity. That we get stuck in what Pissot calls the entry blessings. You know, we don't want to move towards the foundations. But we need to move beyond the foundations. That the things that God has put there as foundations, we build upon them. We build upon them. So there's that danger that the writer of Hebrews wants us about. Then number five, number four, which is what we're focusing on today, there's the danger of failing to endure. Failing of endurance. All right. So when you have received Christ, when you have accepted Christ, that, is, you know, we were robbed at points. Or we were told that when you receive Christ, all things will be okay. And lo and behold, we receive Christ and help break loose. We get ostracized. Some of us, our, our families rejects us. Some of us, our friends rejects us. Some of us, we no longer know where we belong. We have to make new friends. But when we go back, then we lose. So there's a danger there. The danger that when God has called you and you have surrendered and yielded to the calling of God, when persecution comes, you fail to endure and therefore you fail to achieve your destiny. Then there's another danger. The danger of refusing God. The danger of refusing God. That when you have walked with God, when you have journeyed with God, all of a sudden, so it's like a theology, I don't know, there's no hell. Eh? Or no, you can't reconcile the sovereignty of God and the justice of God and the, and the love of God. After you have walked with God, when God has demonstrated his love to you, when God has shown that he is a sovereign God, why? Because grace is unfair, Bazalwan. Grace is unfair. We have to acknowledge. Grace does not do the same thing for you as it does for me. No, you can question or no, madam. Murti pito kona to an Chris Bible Church no more. 
Why the Muruti? Mar Nakhal, 22 years, 45 years, kill him. You know? But the, the, the grace, it dispenses are different. How, how do you explain? Yeah. How, do, how do you explain? Or here is a young man who just got born again. God calls him into, the, uh, 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 into his office. And all of a sudden, he's leading a big church. You know? But someone commented <laughs> when, when, we, when we were marching to homemakers. Or you, or looking at the crowds. That person has still there has the, the mind, yeah, 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 yeah. And he fails to recognize the bishop that he is. Why? Because that's the work of grace. He can't reconcile. It's unfair. Why? Because it demonstrates the sovereignty of God. That he is God, he's the creator. Who are you, a creation, tell who the creator what to do and how to behave? Let me come back. Let me come back. Let's look at the text, Bazalan. The text says we need to call to remembrance. We need to call to remembrance. Okay? So here we are clearly being shown that the, 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 the Christians, the, the Jewish Christians are in, the, in the book of Hebrews, which is the word Hebrew is Jewish. So the Jewish Christians were having persecution. They were persecuted in the times of Nero. They were persecuted such that they were, some of them were turning back. They were, they were just denouncing the faith. But at the same time, there are those who were stepping forward and having the courage to face and to proceed in the midst of persecutions. All right. So he, the writer here gives them a, a he says, he's calling to remembrance, says, remember. Remember that suffering has always been associated with our gospel. It is through the crucifixion of Christ. I know we don't want to hear that. Again, Rebata, bless me, bless me. Now, bless, bless you is in there. In the suffering. See, Paul, this is what Paul says. He says, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection and share in the suffering. So, as you deal with your blessing, blessing, joy, as love, there's also the portion of suffering that comes. Jesus Christ was crucified. He was crucified. That's suffering. It is the foundation of the gospel. Secondly, Stephen was crucified. He was martyred. Immediately after Jesus Christ died, uh, they started preaching. As they preached, uh, Stephen was crucified. Not only that Stephen was crucified in Acts chapter 12, we are told that James, the brother of Jesus, was crucified, decapitated by, 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 by Herod. Not only that, when, when Christians were refusing to spread the gospel, the introduction of persecution came, and they moved from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria and to the uttermost. So here, the writer of Hebrews, he says the same God who kept you during that persecution is the same God who will carry you right through. So he's reminding them. He's reminding them. And I want to remind you even here that the same God that carried you when you were just born again, only naive, is the same God when you are enlightened that he will keep you and protect you and continue to provide for you. Can I speak to Bong Hono in this church? 
that you might be worried about the grandchildren. Why? Because probably their parents have forsaken those grandchildren. I want to tell you and I want to prophesy that the same God that kept you and provided for you to raise your children is the same God who will provide for your grandchildren. In the same manner that you trusted God to protect the children, your children. In the same manner that you prayed for your children when they were sick, pray for these grandchildren. They will become alive. So he's reminding them. He's reminding them. So as they, as they were getting persecuted, this persecution, it kind of escalated. It kind of escalated. It was one which was rough. Some of them had to sell their goods, forsake their goods. Uh, their goods were confiscated. And it's a way, it's a, remind, a reminder, Bazalan. It is a pattern that happens in the scriptures. There comes the time of lull. There comes the time of persecution. That as we, as we go on and engage, as we get closer, closer to the second coming of Christ, persecution also increases. The question is, are you going to hold on? Or are you going to shrink back? So why, let's look at why should they remember as the second point. Why should they remember? One is that remembrance makes you appreciate God's consistency, uh, consistent ability. Remembrance makes you appreciate God's consistent ability. That is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Psalms 37 verse 25 says, I was young and now I'm old and yet I had never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. So this is David. David says, I was young. I was young and now I'm old. I've seen God carry me through. I fought the Lord, a lion and a bear, a paw for paw, but I overcome now he's realizing that he's 17. He tells Goliath that you and uncircumcised Philistines, I'm going to feed your head to the caucus. Why? Because the God who protected me against the lion, the God who protected me against the, 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 the bear is the same God who's going to carry me through. So I want to remind you that when God called you, when God saved you, he had kept, has kept you. Why therefore you do you yield to your anxieties that he will not take care of you? Your salvation is much more important. That's why he gave it to you first. What's more? What more about your needs? He will take care of your need. Why do we remember? We remember because remembrance makes us walk in our calling. Makes us walk in our calling. Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 15. You shall remember that you were slaves in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you. You shall remember you were slaves. You shall remember that you were the worst sinner, and God redeemed you, He saved you. They had to come. No, no, then. They had to come back to Bau Kenyo Veni or Nohal, Bau Kenyo Mokrivai, by Pusi, because we are now blacked out. 
but it is the same God that saved you from being drunk at a stupor and washed you and transformed you. The same God, that same God who has called you, he wants you to minister to people. He wants you to become an evangelist. He wants you to share the gospel. So remain in your calling. And you can only remain in your calling, Mazaran, when you recall where God has taken you. That's the reason why Bishop doesn't want to forget. He doesn't want to forget that uh, office in Eliko Karach, number eight. Eh? Offering was 120. 35 people started this church. He does not want to forget. That's why he always partners with small churches, with uh, uh, startup churches, to encourage the pastors there. Why? Because it has to remind him. And when he is reminded, he gets remain focused on the callings. But there are certain things, there are a lot of things that crowds us and confuse us. Elevation sometimes brings about confusion. Material brings about confusion. You know, when you have more, you know, I like the way Pastor Tolagala puts it. He says, when God bless you, don't go and get a bigger cup. Remain with that cup, but overflow, let it be for other people. But Rona, what do we do? Rona, what do we do? We want to go for a bigger cup. And that bigger cup, we are confused. Because now it makes demands on us. All of a sudden, we are busy, we are focused on work. We don't want to come and serve God. The same God that has provided for us. Remembrance makes us focused on our calling. Hallelujah. Why do we remember? We remember because remembrance keeps us humble. Remembrance keeps us humble. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, Most gladly, therefore, I rather boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Here is a paradox. Paul is boasting about weaknesses. Kimang, who boasts about Bokuababon? You cannot, you cannot, you cannot post about being a loser. But Paul says, I, I, I am proud of being a loser. Why? Because when I am a loser, then God is the one that is the winner. Why? Because he remembers. That's why he says, what I do is forget what is behind me. You know, the, the qualifications, if, if you call me about, you want to compare about qualifications, I'm a Jew of the Jew. I was taught by the best in the Jewish culture. But what I do when I come to Christ for what he has done for me, I forget. I remain humbled. So therefore, remain humble. Even when God elevates you, remain humble. Remember where he takes you from. Even when he gives you access to the presidents and the kings uh, and the executives, if he, he is able to can lift you up and you are talented, you perform before international stages, remain humble. Remember where you come from. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why do we remember? We remember because remembrance makes us grateful. It makes us grateful. Psalms 107 verse 1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Here is David, the writer of Psalms. He, he recognizes that the God's love endures forever, and therefore, I'll always be thankful. I'll always be thankful. For the eternal life that God has given me, I'll always be uh, thankful. For, for the calling upon my life, I'll always be thankful. 
for what God has enabled me to achieve, I'll always be thankful. Why? Because I remember. I remember where God, where God took me. You know, I was not that eloquent. I'm not amongst the eloquent speakers, but God transformed my life. He took me from nowhere, from being nobody to somebody. That's what God does. And that's what God has done in your life. Do not ever underestimate what God has done in your life. Other people, but, but they might seem carbao hater. No, no, they are threatened by who you are. They have seen the power that you have. That, that's the reason why the devil is after you. No, no, no. ignore. It's focused on you. It is battle after battle after battle after battle. Why? Because he knows that once you can get it right, you are a giant in the kingdom of God. Why do we remember? We remember because remembrance makes us kind and helpful to the others. Makes us kind. Listen to what David says to Mephoshabeth. He says uh, in some, 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 7, Don't be afraid, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belongs to your grandfather Saul, and you always eat from my table. This is uh, Jonathan's son who was crippled, who was hidden in Lodiba. But yet David remembered and he asked a question, is there anyone remaining from Saul's house? And they bring this young man, he says, I know, I remember your father. Me and your father, Nerulim Kim say one. Nerulim Kim. And he helped me. So remember. Remember the cell group members who prayed for you when you were looking for a job. Remember. Remember for, the, the, remember for the, that prayer group that when you were sick, they were praying for you. Remember them. Remember the pastor that stayed by you, who mentored you, who discipled you. Do not forget them. And they have done this so that you can do it to others. That's why we remember us alone. That's why we remember. So he says that we should remember, call to remembrance the former days after you have illuminated. The believers are called upon to remember that persecution came after they were illuminated. The entrance of God's word, which brings light, is that light that the devil doesn't want it to shine. So therefore, illumination attracts persecution. Illumination attracts enemies. See, when you get promoted, when, when you're not promoted, no one sees you. But once you go up, once you go up, you become the target. You become the target. The devil will bring people in your life to drag you down. He'll bring people, you all of a sudden say, so there are comments about you and some of them, they are even lies. Yeah. Or no, 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 no. Who nali no hago Christ Bible Church? Ukila ibona no. Marku ukila hotwe. Now, just because there's there's progress that happens, there's promotion that happens. Are you with me, Bazalan? Yeah. So 
when these things, when illumination comes, when enlightenment comes, when revelation comes, when the rhema weight hits you, you know, have you seen, have you, have you been to a point where this verse, all along, it does not mean, but today, all of a Sudan, someone said. Yeah? All of a sudden, it hits you. You discover the truth thereof. But no, once you discover the truth thereof, hell break loose. The devil will come at you. The come that it comes at you. So after that illumination, there's a tendency and there's a track record, Bazalan. Paul says we should not be ignorant of the devices of the evil one. Even in this case, you know, you might say, Marmuruto, I don't understand. You know, yeah, last year I get this problem. Now today I get this one. Now this one. Now this one. Yes, I know it has been a battle, a battle after battle after a battle, and you feel weary and tired. You are tired of warfare. I understand. Take a look at this. Mark chapter 4 verse 17. Jesus said, persecution and affliction arose for the word's sake. So, so your persecution is not for anything. God, it's not for Mahala. It is because of the illumination that you have obtained. It's because God has set you apart. Once God has set you apart and said, this is the calling I've done for you, I tell you, the devil will come at you. He does, always. He always, look at this. In Jesus Christ, in Matthew chapter uh, 3, he goes to John the Baptist to get baptized. The Bible says that as he came out of the waters, something wonderful happened. The heavens opened. The dove, the spirit of God came like a dove, and the word of God says, this is my son in whom I love. Understand? It's a wonderful thing. But immediately after a wonderful, powerful establishment that has happened, he goes into the wilderness. He gets tested by the devil. He gets tested by the devil. And the devil leaves him tired. And the Bible says the devil left him only for a little while. So if it happens to Jesus Christ, what about you? In Mark chapter 4, Jesus Christ tells his disciples about the kingdom principles. You know, he teaches them about the kingdom principles. They get excited. They, they engage with him. And he gives them an instruction at the end of chapter 4. He says, let's go to the other side. They embrace the instructions of Jesus Christ. They go ahead with him. He joins them. As the boat was going, the storm battered them. It battered them so hard that they forgot. They forgot who gave the instruction. Which is what happens to our lives. Sometimes we get to in the midst of problems such that we forget that it is God who gave the instructions. It is the God who gave the word. It is God, the same God that saved us. It's the same God that gave the word. And yet, because of the problem, we forget. Because of the challenges in life, we forget. They forget and they rise and they go to him and say, don't you care? Don't you care that we are perishing? It is the same one, the creator of the heavens and earth, who said to them, let's go to the other side. And they trusted his word. Now that they're, they're doubting his word, 
I want to tell you, the same God that saved you, the same God that created you, the same God that sustained you, is the same God that will see to it that you reach your destiny. So what you need to do is to enjoy. Endurance. Have patience. Believe God and stay with him. Stay with him. Don't allow all other things to come and confuse you. Stay with God. Hallelujah. Remember Joseph? Joseph was given a dream. He was given, you shall be the prime minister. You shall be the prime minister of the entire empire. Even your, your family will bow before you. But what happened? The pit happened. Yeah. Slavery happened. Jail, Potiphar's wife happened. Jail happened. But because he kept on persisting, kept on persevering, kept on enduring, going through all these things, believing God, ultimately, he reached the destiny of being a prime minister of Egypt. So he does that. Elimination, enlightenment, revelation, rhema word, it brings with it. It attracts the enemy. Paul says, there's a great door open for me. But alas, the enemy is true. Just so note, if you were like me, you was robbed, eh? just learn from me. When God has set assignment for you, it is a matter of importance. And matters of importance attracts persecution. God assigns you to help people. And these are poor people. These are poor, poverty-sticking people. People who are addicted. People who need help. But the same people, Baba Tusan, are the same people that spit in your face. And you try to run away, God says, I have called you. Were you called by them or were you called by me? Are you with me, Bezalan? So no, he says, after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of affliction. But no, you stood the ground. My next point. You stood your ground. In, in the NIV, it says, remember those earlier days after you had received the, uh, the light, when you stood your ground in a great, and, uh, a great contested in the face of suffering. So you stood your ground, you stand your ground. Here, we, there's an insulation that comes in, that there is a combat that is taking place. And uh, this combat is likened to the, uh, the Greek games. See, the Greek games, they would put you in, a, in, in, a, in, a, in an amphitheater and you would have to fight another one. Like at gladiators, they would fight. They would fight and the other one kills so that the other one wins. So it is your determination that determines whether or not you win. You will have to go, to go all out. It is a war. It's a fight. That's the language that the, the author is using here. Here, fight means a contention. You are contending for your life. 
You are contending for your future. You are contending for your destiny. It is a combat. I want to remind you, it's a combat, Bazalan. In combat, people die. In combat, there's casualties. In combat, people get hurt. In combat, people get uh, shot-head. It's combat. That's what we're experiencing. He says, once there's illumination, once there's enlightenment, that enlightenment attracts persecution. That you need to fight. It's a fight that you enter into. And sometimes it's a fight, alluring causes others to backslide, to abandon their faith. Having walked with God for years, having walked with him for, for a number, for a long journey, they abandoned. Why? Because they get tired. They get tired. So the question is, do we have an enduring spirit? Note, one translation says, you endured much struggle of suffering. God, it's not enough that it's a struggle. It is a struggle that in it has sufferings. Just like we have done in the past as South Africans, we were involved in struggle. And that struggle at point brought it with it at the laying down of lives, the suffering that people experience. There are families who lost their loved ones. There are those who were crippled because they were, they, they were persecuted by, by, by the regime then. But how disappointing that today we are allowing our freedom to be abused. We are forsaking. Instead of making and getting into determination to say, this freedom which we fought for, which we struggled for, which came together with suffering, will protect it by all means. Wake up, South Africa. So note, he says that we are contending. We are in a combat, we are fighting, and this fight is a fight of affliction. It is a fight of affliction. The word affliction there, it means the word, it's the word pathema in, in Greek, and usually refers to mental pressure or to suffer, that suffering that affects the mind. It is a, it's a war of the soul. It's an attack on your mind. Sometimes the call of God in your life, sometimes the word of God in your life has attracted an attack, and this attack does not only affect you physically, it also affects you mentally. All of a sudden there's depression. Why? Because you have been engaging in this spiritual warfare for so long. You know? All of a sudden there's, there's this depression that comes. Why? Because the devil wants your soul to be so restless that you abandon your faith. But remember, when you endure, your spirit has the ability to endure such that even when the soul has been so much hurt because of the endurance of the spirit, transformation begins to happen and joy returns into your life. Now look at it this way. The people that have abandoned the faith during the hard times, they are coming back to you and asking you, how did you do it? You don't know. All you can say is the endurance that I have because of the grace of God. So you need an endurance. That's why verse, verse 36 it says you need endurance, you need perseverance, you need patience for you to sustain. Hallelujah. Note there. 
He says that you endured. You endured a great fight of affliction. That even when these things affect you mentally, when, they, when, when you come into a, a, a situation where there's depression, where there's at one point you don't even know where you are going or whether you are going or coming back, but you are staying with the Lord, you are believing God, you are remaining constant with the Lord. You know, sometimes there's a point where in the period of waiting, you don't know what to do. But I want to say to you, in that waiting, do that which is right. Do that which is in accordance with the word. That's all you can do. Because surely this will pass. Why? Because it is the same God who said, remember, you have been here before. Yes, the circumstances might be different, but I have taken you through. And I will take you through again. Hallelujah. So all you need is endurance. Verse, 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 verse 35, uh, 36 says, all you need is endurance. So enjoy the great fight. Endurance is patience, Bazalan, isn't it? And patience is the fruit of the Spirit. Similarly to love, similarly to joy, similarly to kindness, similarly to gentleness. Patience, long-suffering, endurance, perseverance is the fruit of the Spirit. Sometimes we act as if it's not. We want to ignore it. Highly honor self-control. Insurance, patience, and self-control. No, right, right, love. gentleness. No, show me kindness. You know? Those are the fruit of the, But these two also are the fruit of the Spirit. Note, insurance, patience is same power a sign of determination. A staying power. All right. So during your combat, during your competition, an athlete needs to show determination. And determination, Mazarani, is a fixed purpose. You know, that even when you go through challenges, when you go through problems, have a focused mind. Have, have a single-mindedness. That look, I want to do the will of God. Let it be settled in your heart that the word that I have received is the word that I will believe, is the word that I will follow. Amen. Determination is the power and the will to persist. The power and the will to persist. Well, you see, when you speak to athletes, uh, athletes, they will tell you, those who run comrades, that there's a point where in your body is not carrying you. The body is just tired. What sustains them is the will, the power, and the will to persist. As long as I can put one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other, I surely will make it. That is determination. Hallelujah. Determination is resolve. That you are resolving, it's a resolution. You are taking a resolution, comrade. That I will stay, I will pour like Yisu. A clarinet. I'll stay here. I'll stay with God. You know, I'll stay with God. Nothing will move me. I trust the God that I serve, no matter what. That's determination. It is to have a drive, to have a grit, to go the distance, to be hell bent in reaching the goal and getting. What, what needs to be done complete? It is to finish strong. 
Not just to finish, to finish strong. That's determination. And that's what you need. You need to do so. And note, brethren, determination is finding means or making means. Let's read the book of uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 17 to 25. I'll read it in the King James Version. It says, And it came to pass on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the Lord sitting by, which were, which, which were come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And note, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And behold, man brought in a bed a man which was taken with a, a palsy. And they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. Verse 19. And when they could not find by, by, by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went upon the, uh, they went upon the housetop and let down through the tiling with, with his couch into the midst before Jesus. Note verse 20. And when he, Jesus, saw their faith. Note, he saw their faith. It means that faith can be seen. He said unto them, Man, thy sins are forgiven, are, are forgiven thee. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, what reason you in your heart? What is easier to say your sins have been forgiven or to say rise up and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power upon the earth to forgive sins? I say to you, rise and take up your coach and go into their house. And immediately the man rose up before them, took up the, uh, that wherein he lay and departed in his own house to his own house, glorifying God. Know this, Bazalan. These guys were determined. They had brought Skimsabon, and Skimsabon was paralyzed, late. They brought him. They found the multitude. The door was closed. They sought means. They sought means. They went up and opened the tiles of the, out of the roof and brought the man before Christ. And Jesus said he saw their faith. Sometimes we get to a point where even when we are, are tired of praying, but by persisting and pushing, God sees our faith. He sees our faith. And he says, because of your determination to pursue, because of the determination to go on, I will reward your endurance. I will reward an endurance. That's what he says. And know this, Bazalan. Determination is the act of coming to a decision or fixing or, a, 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 or, or settling for a purpose. That you say, I settle for the purpose. This is my call. This is my calling. Yes, I might have failed in my first attempt. Yes, I might have not done well. But this is, I have settled. I'm pursuing this. Sometimes, the fact that we have too many options. But you need to note and understand that you need to settle. And this, this is my focus. This is my purpose. I'm pursuing it. Hallelujah. Amen. Determination is the quality that makes you continue trying to do or achieving something that is difficult. 
You know, I like the way the Bible shows about, speaks about determination. It says, a righteous man falleth seven times, but he, stand, he stands up as tinted. Yes, you might be struggling with liquor, with alcohol. Yes, you might be struggling with addiction. Maybe you might be struggling with, with lust. Maybe you might be struggling with lies. Maybe you might be struggling with achieving your goals. But I want to tell you, a righteous man falleth seven times. He falls one time. He falls two times. He falls three times. He falls four times. He falls five times. He falls six times. And he falls seven times. How many times have you failed? No, no, it does not say a righteous man is a perfect man. It says a righteous man falleth. But it is the grace of God when he allows the grace of God to work in him, he stands. I think it. I don't know about you. Now I failed, Bazalan. I failed. There's one job I went there, worked six months, I left. It was a failure. I, I could, I, it was a failure. I, I could not, there's no way I can, I, I can't get like I see Greek, Hebrew, it was a failure. The client said, we don't want this man. No, that Two thousand and seven. Hiya. No, 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 Let's give the Lord a round of applause. So therefore, cast not therefore your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Don't throw your confidence. Simply put, keep the faith. Keep the faith. The God that promised you Trust him. Put your hope in him. Keep the faith. No, no, don't. Keep the faith. Do not cast out your confidence. See, faith is having confidence in God. That the same God that saved me is the same God that sustained me, is the same God that will see me succeed. Verse 36, for you have need of patience. Say, neighbor, yeah. you need endurance. Need endurance. Tell another neighbor, neighbor, yeah. you need perseverance. Need you have need of perseverance. Let's close our eyes, let's bow our head. Father, we thank you that your word is true. Your word is real. 
Your word speaks even today that the presence has never left us. Speak to us, O oh God. Help us, O oh God, to do all we can to protect and preserve the word that you have spoken to us. The illumination that you have given us, the revelation, the enlightenment that you have brought, the light, Lord, help us to protect it. And Lord, we know that Lord, all we need is to have patience. And we are grateful for the grace that ushers us with this patience, O oh God. We give you the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. With our eyes closed and our head bowed, you might be here and you hear us speaking about endurance, speaking about the enlightenment, the light, the rhema word. And you said, Murudi, I want that. I want that because I'm stuck, I'm stuck. I'm confused. I don't know whether I'm going or or where, whether I'm uh, staying behind because I don't know if this relationship that I see you have with Jesus Christ. I want to say all of these things starts with that, that you should know God, that you should know God and he should know you. So if you're here, you are here and you want to receive Christ as Lord and Savior, all I want to do, you to do is to raise your hand. Raise your hand so that we can pray together with you. It is this relationship that starts there. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. Any other one? Any other person you say, Marut, I want to have this grace that will sustain me. Thank you for that hand. Any other person? Thank you. Hands are going up. Don't be left behind. You'll know that you don't have a relationship with Christ. Or you know that you had a relationship, but you have forsaken it. You had abandoned it. You went back. But I want to say to you, you can raise your hand as a sign of surrender once more, of rejoining, of reconnecting uh, your relationship with God. Thank you. Thank you. Can I ask all the people that raised their hands, can you rise up and stand up? Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Don't be afraid. Don't care about what other people are saying. God is about to do wondrous thing in your life. Hallelujah. Maybe you might have not raised your hand but you want to stand together with these people. Join them. Go ahead. Thank you, my sister. Thank you, my sister. Come. Join them. Join them. Hallelujah. Now for the last step. Can I ask you to come from where you stand? And can you run to the stage? Walk to the stage. I want to pray with you. Do it all.